Welcome back, everyone, to another Slab Stocks Live show here on Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. Today is a special day because we have got a live stream that is mostly generated by you, the community. As you can see in the title, it says Community Response. Uh, we've got a question we asked this morning on Instagram, and we want to talk about that question and the answers from our Instagram audience. And we'd love to have more thoughts thrown in today throughout the live stream as well. Uh, another reason why it's a special day is because the Bucks play at 6.30, so... You know, pretty close after done with this live stream. Are we going to see the Bucks go up 3-1, Nate? Tough to say. Uh, rumors. Rumors that Chris might be back. I just really? saw a tweet that said Budenholzer is not going to comment on his starting lineups from now on to the end of his career. I think that might mean that Chris might be back today or maybe uh, later on this week for Game 5. Have you seen that there's been quite a few fines that have been going around the NBA for teams not disclosing the injury status of, of a player like Embiid, the Sixers got fined like 50K or something. Yeah, or and was it was it the Sixers that got fined 50K and they they just... There was one team that listed them, one guy, as the wrong qualifications, you know, doubtful. Yeah, that, I can't remember what that was, but I think it was uh, Curry. It might have been Curry or something. Yeah. Uh, right. Also, Lynx. Shout out. That, that, was, that was a great comment. Lynx dubs. Y'all been my fave lately. Love tuning into these shows. Well, thank you so much for joining. It means a lot. And Donnie says, game time. It is game time. And Gabriel says, hello. <laughs> With a bunch of hosts. Uh, funny. Um, before moving into the meat of the show, I want to point out on our thumbnail for today, there is this card here, which is a 1952. Don't look at Nate's face. Just look at the card. 1952 Juan Soto, Topps Transcendent, Super Fractor, Rookie Auto, one of one. From the 19, it's a remake of like the 1952 mantle 9510 of Soto. And this card is probably one of the single best cards I've ever seen out there. And I wanted to bring up that this card sold in 2020, uh, May 19th, 2020, so just about two years ago now, for $9,300. And I like for you to guess, Nate, and anyone in this chat too, what do you think the estimated value of this card is as of today? In my opinion, this is like a top three Juan Soto card ever. Um, not taking your opinion into account, I'm going to say 81000 Wow, 81000 from Nate? Anyone else in the chat, feel free to throw in a number. Let's get at least one more guess in there. I'm about to reveal it, so there's like a 15-second delay, so I guess. Oh, okay, $4 trillion from Gabriel. That was pretty close. Uh, but Skydiv says 279k and Wallace says 125k. Nate would have done uh pretty decently on our guess the price giveaways we do, but it, card letter estimated value right now is seventy one thousand dollars for that card. Pretty so close. Nate was pretty close. Uh, ooh, Matthew said seventy six thousand. Closer uh, than Nate. Ma Matthew got it in after. Uh, no, you said no, no, he did. There's a delay. There's a delay. Convinced. And Baxter says 62, Dan says 220, but Carlyer estimates says 71k. But remember, this would probably be more than 71k, uh, based on that the market movements, based on a bunch of you know tops chrome, pink refractor PSA tens, and Bowman chrome base all PSA tens. Like for sure, this card is going to increase faster than that. Just just go back to Jason Dominguez super refractor auto. 440. If that can go for 400 thousand dollars when nobody was expecting it, or the uh, or the wander franco platinum from first edition can go for 80 or 80 whatever. something thousand when nobody's expecting that these super rare cards will go for significantly more than what anybody's expecting i i, I literally put this thing up there with his you know top screw update super 
slash auto slash 2016 Bowman Chrome. Now the red autos is the best card out of that. Like this is a king card in my opinion. Maybe people pick the platinum one of one from Tops Update over that probably, but I would rather have that. It's awesome. Also, the Washington jersey just gives it a like if that was a, a modern day Brewers jersey, you know, or um, something like that, it wouldn't really look retro. The Washington Nationals W and stuff gives it a really nice retro look. It does look nice. Also, shout Brewers second week in a row with the NL Player of the Week being a Brewer player. Willie Adams last week, Rowdy Telez this week. How cool is that? Except that Rowdy is really killing my Kesson Hira's uh, back. Oh. Not not looking too good on the Dane Corners podcast right now. Not looking too good, but hey, he has played pretty well when he's had at bats, so. though. Or against he righties, especially. Just needs, right? needs constant at bats. If we can get, and it doesn't even have to be on the Brewers at this point. <laughs> you want to trade him away and get him constant at bats on like a rebuilding Pirates team or something? Do it. Yeah, unlock him. Let's unlock Keston here. It's time. All right, moving on to our PWCC Weekly Auction number 16 recap. We do have early votes in, by the way. I said last week that we'd have early votes in this week, and I stuck to it. Uh, the first little debate here, how about some Snoop Dogg and Mark Cuban action? That's a Snoop Dogg 2013 Panini HRX PSA 9. I have to imagine it's the first Panini create uh, produced uh, Snoop Dogg card. What is Mark HRX? Cuban, what you, uh, HRX, that was like the... Uh, I think that was like the video player that would come in like the, you know, the, for basketball, they had like right when Blake Griffin like debuted, it was like some sort of, yeah, I don't know how to explain it. It was like a video player in a car. It's kind of like an NFT before an NFT. So physical NFT, I should say. Uh, but yeah, so the Snoop Dogg HRX PSA 9, Cuban Auto PSA 9 from uh, Orange, uh, Leaf Metal out of three. Early voting says 57% for Cubans, the better buy to 42% for Snoop Dogg. I got to say, it's hard to pass up on an out of three auto versus like a random base card. Um, pick who you like, Snoop Dogg or Mark Cuban, but I'd rather have the Mark Cuban for sure. Um, also, I'm just a Shark Tank fan and NBA fan, which makes that a pretty easy pick. Uh, but Skydiv says you got to buy Snoop over the Cuban. So there's obviously con- contracting uh, or contrasting opinions here. And what's up, Joshua? How we doing? And then on the right side here, this one is kind of interesting. Uh, it's a Kareem Abdul-Jabbar on-card auto and Jerry West on-card auto got out sold by a 2020 Prism Anthony Edwards Blue Out 199 PSA 9 uh, by like 60 bucks. And the blue PSA 9 of Anthony Edwards was like 1550 before they got eliminated from the playoffs. So a slight drop off there. But Nate, we had this discussion last week with the Tua versus the quad autograph of the quarterbacks. Clearly, you know, none of those quarterbacks are probably or two is not going to outperform any of those quarterbacks in their career. Uh, no. Maybe he has a couple better years, like statistically, than Eli Manning, but probably doesn't win two Super Bowls. In this case, Anthony Edwards, I would ha- find it hard to believe he might be held in higher regard than either of these two players when his career is over. Although, I guess never say never with Jerry or with Jerry West at least. Um, but is, is it still just the whole collector versus investor thing? Because it, it it obviously doesn't make sense that Anthony Edwards, you know. Prism card outsell this type of card. Well, I mean, we're talking Prism Blue here. I, sh- I should say it doesn't make sense based on just career pedigree. That that's what I should say. It does make sense when you start to think about why people buy cards to, to sell later. I I agree with that. I mean, obviously, if you're collecting, there's no chance you buy the Anthony Edwards Prism Blue instead of, especially if you're an NBA collector. But people are crazy about the Prism Blues, just like they're crazy about the Golds. You see it all the time where the blue outsells something significantly better because yeah, like a per cool. like a purple ice out 125 or something and probably you know outsell type of deal and uh and also joshua 
Um, Simon says he can see why someone prefer Ant over the Abdul Jabbar and West. And also remember, like, there is a lot to be said for who's on the TV right now, who's mm-hmm. in the playoffs, who's dunking on other people. Uh, I, I really do think who's in the playoffs, uh, none of them. Well, okay, eliminated from this year's playoffs. I got you, Nate. Well, uh, he but, would still be in the playoffs if he had a better running mate than Carl Anthony Towns. <laughs> or just a better coach, too. <laughs> I just um, said that because I know you love Cat. I know, I know. But, yeah, that was not a great series. Uh, early voting's got Kareem and West at 57% for the better buy versus the Anthony Edwards blue prism. And speaking of Nate talking about autos, right? What do you say? They are, are both, both on card? Yeah, both on card. Speaking of Nate bringing up gold versus anything else, this comparison is just ridiculous in my mind. The PSA 10 gold numbered out of 199, which is eight times as many copies as the Red Out 25 BGS 9. It sold for three, nearly $300 more. Wow. Um, when you put the words gold and PSA in the same sentence, I think that that's the undefeated combination here because it turns I it into literal believe. gold. What? It turns it into literal gold. Yeah. And especially given that this one's numbered out of 199. Bro, it's not even out of 50. You know how like sometimes it's like, oh, out of 10 versus out of 50? This is literally out of 199. I got to say, I want to give Tops major props because 199 here in 2008, you get the random 2005, 2006 Tops Chrome Golds from for NBA numbered to 99. <laughs> Nowadays, it's out of 50, and it's stayed out of 50 for a very long time. So I They were all that. over the place back then, literally all over the place. Um, and then we've got the red. I mean, I take the red all day. I understand that PSA 10, you know, better grade, more value than BGS 9.5, but that card is a spectacular uh 25. And I guess you might say, well, red off 25 isn't really a mainstay. I guess it makes sense. Aaron, you ha- you agree with this, right? I do think that 2008 Tops Chrome is one of the best sets ever from the standpoint of just like the set itself. You know, like when you start to debate checklists. Like, obviously, you can go pick, like, 96 Topps Chrome basketball and stuff like that. But, man, 2008 Topps Chrome, at least for myself, that was right when I got really into collecting cards at, like, 10 years old. And it is fire. I love the the colors, the, the you know, names at the top. Everything about it is amazing. Was this the was this the Matt Ryan year? This was the Matt Ryan year. The, when you had the when you had the no helmet. Yep. That was, my, like, my first my first big card ever, the no helmet Matt Ryan SP. I think there's, like, one on eBay for, like, 200 bucks. Someday I got to buy that card back. But uh, that was out of normal Topps. So it wasn't out of Topps Chrome. Still, I know. Uh, and then on the right here, we got McDavid and uh, Sidney Crosby, the exact same type of card. Future watch patch on number out of 100. 10 years difference. Sidney Crosby's already at number 21 all time in points uh, scored in the NHL. And McDavid is shockingly already at like seven, not shockingly, maybe with how good he is, but he's already at like 700, uh, which is which is a lot. You know, that's approaching a thousand in the next couple of years um, by the time he's 27. And it absolutely dominated the Sidney Crosby. Clearly, people, again, what have you done for me lately? McDavid is the better player right now. Crosby's done it over the short span of a career, though. Uh, I mean, McDavid looks unbelievable every single time he plays, but that's a large chunk of change to spend. $4,500 more um, on that McDavid. But early Instagram voting, I guess I should tell you what the people think. 62% or 60% thinks that the Crosby is a better buy. Save the money. Get the guys done already. But remember, like, potential plays a huge part in how people spend money in cards. Do you feel like that's just kind of really busy, that Crosby? Like, the McDavid just looks really clean. The yeah, the Crosby, Crosby definitely is, it definitely is busy. I mean, with the horizontal lines, the circle around him, they kind of, like, blur out the background he, or have half of it, the background showing on the ice versus the McDavid's just him. Yeah, I mean, I definitely agree with you. Does it affect the price? I don't know about that. Maybe I'll tell you this much. 
What if it's in the PSA 8, the Crosby? I don't know the sales history on PSA 8s, but does it go for 10,000 then as a PSA 8 versus BGS 8.5 with a silver label and no subgrades? I'd assume so, actually. Yeah, tough to say. Probably. And uh, lastly here on the recap, we've got – this is super funny, actually. Pedro Martinez, one of the best pitchers of all time. Dynasty Patrick Auto, three-color of 10, BGS 9.5. He is pictured in a Phillies jersey, which, Nate, correct me if I'm wrong, but that would not be one of his top teams he played for. Red Sox. Well, it's obviously, it's obviously going to be the Red Sox. Yeah, uh, so I would say Red Sox, but w- w- what's right behind that? I wouldn't even know it, honestly. Uh, that's that's we're talking we're talking around the area i mean i was i was would have been like 10 when he was nearing the end of his career um i think he played for philly one or two years near the end so gotcha. it's not gonna be it's not gonna be anywhere close i see but uh jason dominguez psa 10 so for 264 outsold the pedro martinez to 252 that dominguez has uh 42% in the last three months. He does not have a 700 OPS this year in a ball. Um, I understand, you know, how we're talking about this, you know, for the future type of deal, but if for the future means that your player might not even get regular MLB at bats, who knows what Dominguez, it might not happen. Jason uh, Dominguez might not even get out of single a at this rate. Exactly. Give me the Pedro Martinez just from the sheer, uh, sheer fact that I know that that card is going to be worth like $250 a year from now, at least I'd assume. Little little update, um, a 6.53 OPS. Now I know we looked it up yesterday. I don't remember what it was, but a 6.53 OPS as opposed to 7.44 last year, which is same well, same level. Which is horrifying considering people were hoping to improve from last year, right? Yeah, if you're repeating a level, you're expecting to do better, not not worse. And uh, Matthew Johnson asks, "Is it time to get rid of my Jason Dominguez? I have the Sapphire card." Uh, I guess it just depends on what you bought it for and if you're willing to hold the CV turns around. But if you think you have a better play elsewhere, Nate, do you sell? I mean, it, it really does depend on how much you got it for. There's still talent there. You don't sign a dude for $5 million unless there's talent. Who knows when he gets to it? Some guys develop slower than others. It could be when he's 22, you know? Right. Uh, so it's tough to say. 66% of the votes took the Martinez on our story poll on Instagram. And uh, Gabriel and Skyd have po- pointed out expos as well for Pedro Martinez. Uh, before moving on to the main segment of the stream, I want to bring up there's two comments here. Thoughts on F1 in Miami. Uh, very fun to watch. Exciting uh, race once uh, Gasly and Norris decided to just like I guess explode Norris's car. I'm not blaming Gasly. You can if you want, <laughs> but uh, it it was it was interesting. It was like a little boring, you know, through the middle part of the race. There's not much changing at all, and then that safety car shook up the entire order with the pit stops and everything. But all in all, I think a, a fun race with uh, some differences in the end. And George Russell, a great, uh, I guess, lucky slash great race. And then as for this next thing, Holland to Man City, think this increases value? Yes, ma- major news in uh, the soccer football world. Holland confirmed going to Manchester City, uh, confirmed by Fabrizio himself. Holland's market suffered a lot over the last six months to a year. Super, super high prospect. Norway doesn't make the World Cup. Um, he is injured for most of the season. They're not playing in the Champions League uh, quarterfinals or anything like that. And it really did hurt his values. The cards on top of it, rising PSA populations because PSA is shut down right when those cards released. People have paid a lot to grade them early, sold them for a lot. More people graded later on prices go down 
at this point, I do think it does help out his price a ton. I mean, that's really one of the biggest things that people are buying Holland for is his move to the Premier League, one of, you know, the toughest league in the world, where if he puts up major stats and puts his name at the top of the record books in the Premier League and actually helps Man City win a Champions League title and also multiple Premier Leagues, like this could turn out extremely well. Um, or if he gets injured and stuff, it could not. So it's not a surefire thing, but definitely the potential's there. Potential is there. And Matthew, I agree with where the podium was in Miami. You know, they had to take the police escort with Max Verstappen to the podium, and it felt so disconnected from where anyone was, and everything is in, like, the empty Hard Rock Stadium or right outside of it. Um, and also, yes, Michael Holland's agent did just die. And also, did, Nate, do you hear Adrian Payne died today? I did. R.I.P., man, that's terrible. Man, exactly. do you remember when he, when he was in the college dunk contest and stuff with that little girl? Well, I remember, I remember when he was at Michigan State, but I don't, I don't remember the college dunk contest. But um, okay. he got shot. Yeah, I know. I don't know Ugh. the full details, obviously, or anything, but just super sad to see to have for that to happen. To anyone and man, tough. Yeah. Um, all hey, right, real, real quick, yeah. real quick. Josh brings up a point. Not everyone is Juan Soto. He's nineteen years old. I'd hold at least two more years. Talking about Jason Dominguez, and uh, I love Juan Soto, but. Pretty sure he's destroyed people's thinking on in baseball. Because like if you're a young guy and you don't if you're not the next Juan Soto instantaneously, if you get called up to the majors, or if you're a young guy 18, 19, and you're not killing single A, uh, people are disappointed because I think the gold standard is now what did Juan Soto do at 19? Everyone else has to do that. And guys just develop differently. I mean, you look at Randy Johnson, he was atrocious for many, many years and I don't think had his first good year, maybe at the age of like 26. Wow. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, I shouldn't, I'm not like super, you know, in the weeds, obviously the baseball at this moment, but I shouldn't be one to, to call one way or another. And what someone does with Dominguez, I don't think I did, but I'm just saying, you know, might be worth holding if, if you want to. And, and you can, you can, you can put that with every single sport you know look at chris middleton early in his career would you have thought he would be chris middleton of today no yeah if, no. exactly so. and even even before yelich's injury his back-to-back amazing years you know that i mean i know he was good but of of that time all right well i do hey i do follow the brewers joshua i just don't have the bandwidth to follow all the different minor leagues and uh major leagues anymore but i do follow the brewers at least decently closely Next up, the main part of the live stream, the community response or question this morning on Instagram, which was, how are you currently feeling about the sports car market for the rest of 2022? Um, obviously, you know, collecting is going to go on past 2022, but we just asked for now because you could go down the rabbit hole five years, 10 years, whatever. Uh, before you go on, yep. finish your. I would just want you to finish your thoughts, but before you go on, I have a question to ask the chat to see what they predict everyone else predicted. Okay. My my finishing thought was gonna say I feel like that right now in April, no, not April, May. I forgot, sorry, May, May 9th. Um, an interesting point in the market to where you know we've got some different sports that are in the playoffs, winding down. Football is kind of really quiet right now. Baseball is gonna be in the heat of the summer. Um, but for a bit of time here, you know, and soccer's wrapping up too until the the World Cup. There's gonna be like a br- a moment of time where there's not too much exciting stuff going on. Obviously, F1 for those F1 fans out there will be huge. Um, so it's kind of a, d- a decision point right now. Like, do you hold do you hold your cards you have right now? Do you buy more cards in anticipation of the football season coming up, the next basketball season coming up? 
uh, whatever it is that that's kind of like where we're getting at here. And now I'll let Nate take it away. Yeah. I was just wondering, cause I put in all these, all these comments and I chose what I thought was some of the best. And I just kind of want to have people guess on if they think it's going to be mostly negative, mostly positive, because there is, there was a wide range of comments in here. Um, but it did trend one direction or the other. And I am, I am curious as to what you guys think, because, uh, you know, I want to know if the people in the YouTube are the same on the Instagram on if they're positive about the card market or negative about the card market before we actually jump into this stuff. Yeah, definitely leave whatever comments you want in the chat right now. We'll read through them, then we'll jump into the Instagram comments and uh, have an overall discussion about this. But I have to point out, Will Will Sutton just said, my my drinking game is every time y'all touch your facial hair, you're killing me. Love you guys and appreciate your content. Well, Will, thanks for coming. And uh, I've gotten just as bad as it now as Nate, I think. I'm always just sitting here like this. and like, Uh, Will, I think it's just a little nervous energy. I don't know, maybe. Um, but also I was doing all right when it was cold out and I could put my hands in my pockets in my sweatshirt pocket and pay attention to keep my hands in my sweatshirt pocket. So it wasn't touching my beard. Now it is warm out. I'm in a t-shirt. Don't have that luxury. Don't know what to do. It's a tough scene out here. No doubt. Um, all right, here we go. Let's get it going with some of these comments. Uh, Joshua says, I've seen so many people on Instagram say cards are going back to being collectibles and beware cards are no longer an investment and all this negative talk. I disagree with all of them. And we'll, we'll read these and give our thoughts as we go throughout the stream. I'm not going to like respond to every single comment right now. Um, flavor chaser, continue strong for another year or two and then slowly plateau. Joshua Simons, a lot of fear in the hobby right now. I guess I'm a firm believer of only investment, only invest what you can afford to lose. I also haven't bought a card for more than $1,500. Joshua with some really good strict guidelines there, which I'm sure helps, you know, your mental capacity, your mental, I guess, state of mind on the hobby, right? If, if you're not over leveraged and too fearful, I guess, then maybe that helps a lot, obviously. Um, Matthew Johnson, buy more football this year. Next year's class isn't going to be as good as this year. I'm that is it- the largest. He, he just said something that is super true. And yet also the largest understatement he's ever said, because, just saying next year's class isn't going to be as good as this year's really undersells how terrible next year's class is going to be from a football card perspective. Yes. From football cards perspective, keep in mind, we don't, you know, we don't know. I, I mean, we know some of what the class is defensive line wise and wide receiver wise, but I'm sure that there'll be some stars coming out. Um, Joshua said, you guys probably got a lot of fear-based comments. That's my guess. Negative overall. Damien says, hold. Mike says, I think it'll continue to go down slowly, but just always certain big name players will still rise like a John Morant. Uh, Wallace says vintage going up, modern going down sky div. I'm liquidating all base rookies. I have in my stock graded slash not great. If it's not SP, I'm not holding AJ Rose with inflation and the drop of sports during the summer buyers market for those who have funds. Um, yeah. Remember people will be out, out and about doing stuff a lot during the summer too. Uh, Jay bones grow. All the institutionals are going, are down stocks, crypto, silver, gold, rough wars with the sleepy Joe. Um, I mean, if you do look at it, yeah, it's just about every market right now is down. Um, tech still positive about the market, probably buying less wax the next few years until the next transition, but he slab still doing well. 
Will, I'm a little scared with so many rookie cards coming out of any player. Maybe it has been that way. In baseball, there's only one first Bowman also. That is where I feel comfortable investing. Will, with a great point there regarding baseball. Um, if you feel comfortable with one thing, and it's been proven for the last 20 years, yep. why not stick with it? Yeah. I'm right there with Will. There's a lot of times where I'm like, I could buy other sports, other cards, and I'm like, or, t- you know, tops, tops, chrome, which I do dabble in. But for the most part, I'm a Bowman Chrome guy through and through. Um, And then Matthew says, everyone should diversify, invest not only in sports cards, but other things. Don't put all your eggs all in all one basket. Um, I guess that goes for cash too, like really everything, you know. And Joshua says, real estate, stocks, cards, my three investments. All right, should we move on to the uh, comments now, Nate? Do you want to start talking through those? We should. So let's go with the first slide here. And I tried to lump tried to lump people's thoughts together so plaza collectible said prices are too high and with inflation at its highest in decades i expect a dip too much dollars circulating and many people probably over leveraged pole monster says everything is down right now not just sports cards every market which is very true if you have any uh any 401k of any sort don't look at it don't look at it at all uh if you have the extra cash great time to buy into most markets buy the dips not the peaks uh Aaron, i don't know if you saw this but you know the whole netflix thing netflix has been crashing because they lost a huge subscriber base and stuff and that's not due to i mean that might be due a little bit to inflation because uh people have less money to spend on other things like netflix you know things they don't need so i guess it could be but i don't consider that but then you can see other stocks and every single stock i follow on my robin hood account has been down every day for the last like week it's been brutal and so i don't even check i don't even check my uh <laughs> my 401k just would it be and then mpd cards looking for less liquidity overall as inflation and equity markets start to spill over into alternative asset market and what i would say here is that obviously has always been kind of my fear and i think you know this because we talk about this is that Maybe not for the high-end guys and not the high-end players. They're not going to care. They're just still going to buy their exquisite LeBrons and their Prism Golds and their Tom Brady's and stuff. They're not going to be bothered by it. But for those of us that maybe have $100 to spend a month, $200 to spend a month, maybe $200 to spend in a year, and all of a sudden that money's disappearing to gas or food or anything like that, if you get you know, 20,000 people like that in the market, Times $100 a month, that's a huge chunk of dollars that's just disappeared. Mm -hmm. So, like, that's always been kind of my fear is that it wouldn't be the high-end cards, but you're going to get low-end cards. And not just just low-end, specifically low-end base, but second-year color, third-year color, stuff like that that people, you know, Fernando Tatis tops chrome pink from second year yeah um, and you're talking like basically expendable cards ones that people look at and say i don't need to keep that because no matter if it's three months from now a year from now two years from now i can find that same card is yep. what it sounds like to me regardless of um athlete in some sense you know like there's yeah. definitely no no athlete is necessarily safe to that like expendability of a card which is why you've seen certain like you know, for the last two years, everyone could say buy MJ, Tom Brady, and Kobe and LeBron. And there's been plenty of cards of those athletes that went down from whatever the peaks they hit and everything. Um, and Skydev, exactly, Nate, spot on. 
like a Nate, slinging out some good info. Are we on to the next slide? Yeah, I think so. I think everyone understands the fear mongering that just happened right there. So <laughs> start off low and build higher. It sounds That's like, right? what I'm trying to do. Um, but then we 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 shift over. And so what we were just talking about, the the expendable cards. Well, Paisan sports cards and Woo Slabs, same thoughts here. Decent focusing on quality over quantity base going down by the day, but low pop high end seems to be doing just fine. Shifting focus and Woo Slabs shifting focus to quality over quantity, not getting too attached and always taking a profit. And um, I like that. I especially like the always taking a profit because, you know, even if you like, yeah, base cards, stuff like that, I would just sell out of that stuff if you have it just to sell it because you're just, you know, you don't care. Why should you care? Why should I care about a Fernando Tatis Topps Chrome base PSA 10? You can find them all over the place. So, yeah, sell those. Shift that money over. If you can sell two, and we'll bring I'll bring this up in a slide. If you can sell two of one card and get one nicer card of that guy, easily I'll, done. I'll point out that like if you physically yourself care about you know a 2019 top scrum to tease base PSA 10 because you like that that was his you know staple card and still kind of is the staple image and everything, it's just not the most expensive one. Then you don't have to sell it, obviously, if you just want one in your collection. But if it's kind of the, the point of like I can get one whenever I want, which is how Nate and I look at it. I'm sure a lot of people do look at it the same way. Then I think that's what Nate's talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just really pointing pointing to the not getting too attached and always taking a profit. I had this with my brother Josh. He bought some Fernando Tatises. He could have made, I think it was fifty to seventy five dollars a card. I told him to sell. He's like, no, I I thought you told me it was going to go higher. I was like, I did think it was going to go higher, but it hasn't. But you can still make money. He did not. Now he's negative $150 a card. And it just goes to show you, and not to throw him under the bus, he's not hes not a card guy, right? And there's, there's going to be people like that. But if you are a card guy and you're true to the market, you can always take card that Card guy money. or girl. Or girl. Sorry to the girls out there. You can always take that money and make more money. And it's okay. It's okay if you spend $300 to sell it for 375 as long as obviously taxes and other stuff isn't taking out a larger dip than what you paid for it. Speaking of Nate, I don't know if you got the email from eBay today. Do you see they're trying to get people to all sign a petition to protest the Congress's $600 limit? I like it. Yeah. They sent out an email today. It's like something I didn't really expect to see, but I liked doing it. Um, <laughs> I never thought I'd shout out eBay, but Hey, they did something <laughs> right for the first time in their lives. <laughs> That has nothing to do with how their platform works. It's to do with what someone else told them. No, you know, well, you know what's happening is that they are they're furthering a cause, but their own demise is still coming. <laughs> yeah, it's inevitable at this point. <laughs> um, and then next slide. Um, and this was just to to drive home a point. You could sell two of these Fernando Tatis Tops Chrome rookie PSA tens. And this is not a rookie auto, but it is an on-car auto, 2020 Tops Finest Tatis PSA 10 auto. And if it's me, and I'm sitting here right now, and I still want Tatis, this is what the type of stuff I'm doing. If I only have two Tops Chrome PSA 10s, I'd rather turn those into an auto PSA 10, even if it's not a rookie of Tatis, and hold that long-term than the Tops Chrome base. I like it. 
I like it. And if you are in the whole buy the dip category right now, that particular card that sold would have been an excellent purchase right now as that thing I think is like 50% cheaper or something around there, $200 cheaper than what it sold for in July of last year. Of course, he started the year injured. He's still out, right, Nate? Yeah. Uh, it kind of stinks. Um. All right. Next up. All Nate, right. Reading? Sorry, <laughs> I was reading the comments. Oh, yeah, I was reading good. skydives. Uh, they're not going to doing it to help you out. They are just want to. They just don't want to do the paperwork, basically. Well, they don't want to do the paperwork, and also they want to keep more money in their platform. And also, there's going to be people like me that are just avoiding selling on eBay completely because they don't want to go over six hundred dollars. That that's that's what I just said, but I agree. You just Did you just you said that? it more clearly. Oh, yeah. Well, I said that they don't want to lose money off their platform, so that oh yeah, yeah it's yeah, just yeah. a different way to say it. I just thought you were like, oh, it's taking taxes out, so you know people aren't reinvesting. I, either way, I think both. I think both actually count. I like it. Uh, the next one, we're going we're going a little bit more positive here. The cardboard collective or the cardboard collaborative, feeling good, have a direction sorted out, and just executing where I can. Seriously, short cards seems to be doing just fine. Just picking my spots where I spend money a lot wiser. Each of your cards, more picky, monsters or nothing at all. And you've got three people who are all doing the same thing. They're not stopping on spending money. They're just making sure that they're a lot wiser with their investments. Whereas before, they might have just bought cards and risked it. No more risk. They're buying cards that they're sure about. And I like the middle comment a lot. I mean, the other two, like Nate's, are very close. But like the whole where I spend money, just picking my spots where I spend money a lot wiser. Um, I do think, I mean, I'm still buying cards and everything. Like it just depends on where, what are you buying? What are you confident? It might not be worth throwing, you know, $500 at every single thing that looks like it, it might be good. But if you can just like find those things that you're really confident in, even through like a dip like this, and let's say you know you hold for X amount of time, um, if you're confident, it should play out, you know, and buy what you believe in too is a really important thing. And I think that we've already gotten to that point. I think we're way past the random buy this, buy that thing. Or at least I thought. Well, I, I mean, so, sometimes you'd think that, and then I've just been putting up dollar two three four five dollar cards on ebay you know cards that you wouldn't cards that would come past you and you'd never buy even if it was a brewer or a chelsea football club player you know cards that you'd be like a sixth year mojo of some dude no and yet people are still buying them so i well, still think that people somewhat are in the eye i'm just gonna buy and buy and buy and buy I, I was more saying the uh, oh WW WW Prism looks good. Everyone should buy it, like that type of thing. Oh yeah, that's what I was talking about. Although I don't know if you seen Nate. Remember those boxes were like a thousand some dollars, and then people were trying to get them to go up to like fifteen hundred dollars. I think the last couple that sold them were like six hundred and seventy five. Well, they started out the the oh wait no I'm thinking Donruss WNBA. Never mind. Wait, I I meant WWE. Did I see did I say WNBA? Wait, were you talking to? You might have said WWE, and I may have just heard WW, WNBA. <laughs> All right, someone in the chat clarified, but I meant to say WWE. WW, WNBA is not what I meant to say, if that was it. Either way, all I'm talking about is 2022 Prism, WWE. The boxes, people were like talking about 1,000, 1,500. Last one sold for 675. So that was the most ridiculous thing I think I've ever seen. 
Like the amount of people that I've never heard talk about WWE just is like this. And the amount of people I've seen talk about WWE is like this. So how those prices went astronomical makes no sense. And remember, I think it was a large thing that people were trying to reason it because there are a ton of WWE fans, but the people who were like talking about that prison release were not, or at least I didn't see have WWE cards before that. Ah, uh, Victor, yes. Thank you, Victor. Victor. I choose I you every week, it. and you throw me under the bus like that? Well, he's throwing you under the bus because he never wins because of you. No, you I didn't pick him. I didn't pick him yesterday, and he had his worst ending yet, 41st place. <laughs> Not even top 40. <laughs> Nate, how does it feel to have disrespected Victor for uh, coming every single week to our lives? <laughs> Dude shows up twice a week, every week, and here's Nate. No, he did worse this time. See, he did. It's a fact. It's a fact. We were, we were, we were in the solid mid twenties every week when I picked him. Forty one this week. Uh, funny. Uh, uh, got one here from F. Sansedek eighty one. Yeah, something like that. Going on a basketball hiatus, not wasting my money on this delayed release with a lame rookie class. Um, I have a little bit of a problem with that. I would say that I don't think it's a lame rookie class. I think Cade Cunningham and Scotty Barnes and uh, Mobley were all very good. Uh, Josh Giddy, very good. You have guys like Jalen Green that is going to be. Did you mention Evan Mobley? Did, you, did I miss hear you, or did you not mention Evan Mobley? I said Mobley. Okay, okay, I didn't hear you. So, like, there is there is legit, legit, legit talent. There's at least five guys that are super, super interesting. I'll point to this comment, and I'll say the bigger problem is the delayed release schedule. I mean, how much is you, the manufacturing? Okay, how much is what Panini is doing here with, or not doing, really, with their releases hurting the market from people's losing interest? You know? Yeah. Because they have NBA hoops out, right? They've got other Donruss out and stuff like that. But those are products that people, they buy begrudgingly when they're out at the store because they can buy a $10 pack or something and rip something begrudgingly of NBA. But they don't want it for the most part, which is actually kind of nice because it has finally gotten back to the point where a couple years ago I I was working at Brewtown and people would come in and be like, hey, you know, I want NBA, I want some NBA cards. And then they'd see the price of Prism. I'm like, look, if you want cheap NBA cards for your grandson, I would go over to Meyer. I'd go over to Target or something like that and just buy him a blaster box or two, 20, 40 bucks. And we are finally back at that point, which is really good. And the problem is, is back then they probably couldn't even find it. Well, they could when I was oh, telling could. people. Well, I didn't, could, I didn't know you if you after it. You couldn't I, after that. Yeah, after that. I see what you're saying. Uh, Matthew says maybe it's a business strategy since Fanatics is getting all the licenses. I mean, I'm not super sure on what the business strategy might be other than, like, I I literally don't see any advantage to it aside from, like, potentially getting more NFL sales because people don't want to buy the new 2022 cards, but they're just going to get wrecked in that in the future anyway. So I'm not really sure at all. Um, but Nate's got a picture here of the prism card that is not going to be the picture of Cade. If it is, then I think that there'll be hundreds of comments and Instagram posts we make because that's a TCU, uh, big 12 shop behind it with a Photoshop business Jersey. If, if that's that actually so is, funny, 
That is not, it won't be, I, I would like bet a lot of money. It's not the card that's releasing, but if it is, man, that'd be a fun time in the comments on Instagram. Uh, I will say elite basketball. I actually have a sealed box sitting next to me. I can never have basketball boxes in stock, but we got an elite basketball box here. That is a fun prize. I opened the first box I've ever opened the other day and it had some awesome looking cards in it. Um, I can't remember who the rookie. Oh, the autos were terrible in the box, but we did hit a Kaminga Panini way. Did you get a vet auto? Oh, we got a vet auto of like Alvin Thomas or Thompson, or I don't even know who it is from the Spurs. And then we got a rookie auto of some dude I've never heard of on the Pistons, but we did get a Kaminga orange, uh, the really, really good looking color rookies uh, that are pretty hard to hit. But so that was nice. Hmm. Next up. Uh, the F from Mark Ham collector. I wonder who Mark Ham is, unless that's his name. Either he's a collector of Mark Ham or he is Mark Ham. I, I was thinking he is Mark Ham. Uh, the F1 train continues to take over. It's not a pump and dump, but here to stay. Popularity gaining in the North of America. Don't tell that to old Geoff. Man, yeah, I'm a fan. I'm obviously a huge fan of F1. Um, Had the privilege to pull two. Hey, Nate, this is my new new LeBron. This is my new LeBron gold. Those are so nice. Yeah, I'm never going to hear the end of this. I can't I believe it's one card per box. I didn't realize that. I thought you it didn't was know Dynasty like a, was one card per box. No, I always thought it was a like a, a like a National Treasures type setup or a Flawless type setup. Oh, I see Flawless where it had like the sealed card. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it is one card per box. Open two boxes yesterday and whatnot. Get two Lando Norris patch autos out of five rookie patch autos. And that that's like so much more insane to me after I figured that <laughs> found that out, dude. The, Yes, like literally I could have opened those two boxes and we would have had his names like Franz Tosta or the Alvatore like pr- principal guy that, you know, builds a car and stuff. Or we could have hit literally anyone worse than that. And that's a top five car to hit two of them out of five. But yeah, uh, as for F1, um, you know, another opportunity in marketplaces is really when there is something that's like so low produced and so um, underbought, I'd say, to start. And then a lot of popularity comes and not, fake popularity but real popularity some of the miami popularity with like the celebrities there probably fake popularity but in terms of it's actual a, it's like the kentucky derby yeah it i'm not you know let me say this if miami grand prix was the first one you ever watched don't expect it to happen at every sometime you turn on the tv every other week or every week when it's back-to-back races that doesn't happen i mean yes there are, are people that go and watch the races that are i guess celebrities but not like that <laughs> um Either way, I'm a fan. You don't have to be a fan if you don't want to, but I am. And then if you want to watch it, watch it. And uh, we're looking at like a $45,000 Hamilton right there, 70 thread. That's not even numbered. PSA 9 rumored like four of those were printed per driver. And then a nice George Russell PSA 10 out of 10, which is the out of 10 version of the red out of five we just got. Uh, the two Mercedes drivers. So I guess, Nate, you're just trying to show off some cool, some cool just, cards here. Just showing off some cool. Uh, yeah, why not? Some eye candy. I like it. <laughs> All right, here we go. So back to the cards, getting getting a little bit back into the negative light, but <laughs> people might want to start collecting versus playing the market. And to the to that end, I do agree. You know, before it was like, all right, who's the next? What's the next sport to pop off? Oh, tennis. Let's buy tennis. Nobody's gotten into it. Oh, let's play golf. Let's buy this. Let's buy that. I don't think you can do that anymore. 
So now it's just like, hey, I really like Bowman Chrome, so I'm going to buy Bowman Chrome. I really like NFL, so I'm going to buy, you know, this or that, Kyler Murray, whoever. Um, and I think that will actually, in the long run, be very healthy for the market as opposed to what we went through in the last year and a half. Oh, I I would have to 100% agree with you um, with with the fact that like it's going to be healthy long-term for the cards. I, I really do think the more that there's like communities built around each segment, which kind of before it seemed like, I don't know how, how you would relate this, Nate, or think about this, but like a year and a half ago, it almost feel like felt like that there was just this mass of people just buying to sell. Like, and obviously people were kind of collecting at the same time. Like I was collecting at the same time. You were, other people were too. But it just felt like there's just like this huge, like I guess you'd say gold rush, literally. And mm-hmm. now it feels like that the people who are here are here. Like if you're still here today, um, you know, May 9th, 2022, you're probably gonna be here for quite some time. Um, I feel like at this point, a lot of the maybe hype flippers are gone i'd say and now it's all about community building and being part of communities that that you enjoy like i can't tell you about people i've talked to in f1 like on meetings recently or through messages that all know each other and all can help me find different cards i was looking for and just insane stuff like i've never experienced actually before um and that i think that's for any any category too if you just like take the time to get involved in it too so um talk to people it helps a lot and global uh, sports car investors right monaco will always be the most flashy race in f1 yeah I'll, I'll agree with that but at least for like american viewership what they've seen miami grand prix has definitely been been there and uh there was a little little bit too many cringy moments as uh, harry pointed out there nate they wore football helmets instead of hats on the podium they gave him black football helmets with the sponsorship for the podium it looked so weird they like took them off right away because they're freaking burning after this race man they're like in that cockpit like 100 uh, degrees and they're just on fire and then they make them put these football helmets on after for show i i've always said i've always said the one place that screams football is miami florida Right, I, I've always I said that. Always said it. Dolphins. Miami Dolphins, face of the NFL. Miami, Hur- well, Miami Hurricanes a while ago, sure, but nowadays, not so much. Uh, next one here. So uh, Tucker, feeling excellent. Vintage ain't going anywhere, and Zion about to take off too. Now let me tell you, there was a lot of replies to this one because of the <laughs> Zion about to take off comment. So we're not going to cover that one. Um, but vintage ain't going anywhere. I do agree with that. You think, you think Hank Aaron prices are going to go down anytime soon? Mickey Mantle guys like that. Like those are, those are true iconic pieces of artwork at this point. Um, I don't remember if I have a Jackie Robinson PSA six or PSA five. I guess I have to go look. I'm leaning towards it. The PSA five. Um, but those are selling around like 900, uh, $950 or so as center copies upwards of a thousand. I bought that thing in 2019 for like 250. Um, obviously you could have spent $250 on some serial number Luca and probably be way, be way ahead. But I know I never looked at that card and said, wow, I feel like it's going to collapse in price. So yeah. there's something to be said for that. Um, here we go. This is from Mike Pacman, one of one. Until Fanatic starts marketing sports cards every single commercial break, I think the flippers are sports cards now, and it's only the people who truly love cards and will always love cards. And yeah, you know, I think that 
when we talk about cycles and sports cards, like right now, I think we're in the in the down cycle from in terms of like hype, people trying to sell, buy, all that stuff. We were in that cycle about it maybe a year ago, um, a year and a half ago, two years ago, starting obviously. And I think when Fanatics comes in, we might be back in that cycle when Mike is right, man. They don't spend that much money to just not do anything with it. There's going to be so much advertising, so much activation, commercials, anything you can imagine to try to get people involved buying and selling. Every football commercial break, you already see the whole, the people standing in the tunnel showing off their football jerseys. Uh, you know that you know that one where it's like, yeah. Fanatics this, Fanatics yeah. that. Yep. Now it's just going to be people standing in a tunnel showing off their Tom Brady in their Tom Brady jersey, holding their Tom Brady card, and uh, yeah, call it a day. Pretty much. You got Zion here, though. I thought you said we're not talking about Zion. Oh, I forgot I did that. <laughs> I guess we're talking about Zion. Wow. Um, wait. 2020 Prism Gold Shimmer PSN sold for 1525 Yeah. And I kind of I kind of grabbed these two because these are two kind of cards that like a mosaic silver mosaic PSA ten kind of a mech card to me right three hundred yeah. bucks and a second year gold sweet gold PSA nine but still second year fifteen twenty five so he might have a he might have a point there might be a little bit of a takeoff design uh, as the next season wraps around and he's healthy but. There's also going to be a lot of people that won't touch him with a 10-foot pole because of injury concerns. Uh, Global sports card investor said, so many opportunities are an amazing hobby. I really want to highlight this comment because it's literally seven words, but there might not be a better comment in this entire stream tonight. And it's not from the standpoint of opportunities, at least in my eyes when I read this comment, meaning like buy something for $10, sell it for 100 You know, those times are much more difficult to do that now. But there really is so many opportunities in the hobby to find enjoyment in, to talk to others, to network with, you know, like I said, people collect the same thing with you or just whatever it is, share, share your favorite thing with someone else during that day. And like for me, obviously it's my role in the hobbies might be different from someone who's watching is where like they're spending, you know, a couple hours after work at night and which is amazing. And, you know, I'm sure you have a great time doing it. And that's what I'd be doing if I was in that position. But for me, it's like, this is my life. And um, I find it, unbelievable amounts of enjoyment doing it with people I love and talking to people online who are, you know, huge supporters of ours. It's a big deal um, to me, but I, I, I like what he said because I think regardless of if said box goes down $50, I'm not missing the $50. Like I would miss not being able to interact with the people like that. You know, that that's how I look at it. What's up, Corey. And here we go. I think our last comment, right, Nate? This is the last one, and I thought this was the most positive comment I saw. 1914 sports cards. Happy to see cards on Walmart shelves again. So while prices might be tanking a little bit. Tank. There is a... Tanking. What? De- de- there's definitely cards on the decline. I mean, tanking would not make this box be $380. I'll tell you that much. Fair, 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 fair. There might be cards on the decline. We'll change up my wording a little bit. <laughs> But that does mean that there are actually cards at Walmarts and Targets for not only you to enjoy and kids to enjoy, or not only you, but kids to enjoy. Um, So, like, a kid walks into Walmart, he can find Top Series 1. You walk into Walmart and you want a cheap rip and you don't want to spend uh, 200 bucks on a hobby box, you can also find Top Series 1. Now, will you be able to find Prism? 
I don't know. That probably still sells out when it hits Walmart shelves, just like you can't really find Bowman blasters. But there's other stuff that you can find, and Walmart shelves are full, and it's it's just kind of nice to see because, you know, every once in a while you go into a Walmart, you target for something else, and you can get tempted into a $10 hanger box. <laughs> Ain't that the truth. Mike Pac-Man, one of one, watching you guys after a long day of work and Luca and getting to meet Kentucky Jim. I'm not sure if that's Jimmy from Kentucky Roadshow or not, but has made this amazing for you. I'm glad that we can play some small part in uh, what makes your days enjoyable. It's really fun to see or nice to see. Thank you for that. Sin City Cards, now is the time to buy. Buy what buy, But what I'm focusing on is collecting what I love to collect, Marvel, Star Wars, and Vintage Baseball. The biggest thing that Nate's you know, said before and I've said before too, at the end of the day, if and people like to say it's you know oh if it goes to zero but in legit legitimate sense if someone isn't there to buy that card would you be happy having the card and i think if you say yes then then that's worthwhile for sure and i look at my cards you know over in the other room and there's a lot of cards there but i'm happy with a, a large majority of them if i can't sell them ever again throughout the rest of my life and i'd be happy carrying them with me knowing that yes maybe i'll have to scrap and make some more dollars in my life than what i've you know, had the fortune and ability to collect so far, but um, I, I love him. So that's what I mean. Me. Aaron, when we were in Las Vegas, I bought a Kesson Hero Black for a hundred dollars. Kesson Hero is now in the minor leagues. Do you think I regret buying that card? Heck no, dude. That's no. one of the best parallels you can get of a player. Not at all. Have zero regrets. He may never play for the Brewers again. I wouldn't regret it because it reminds me of a time and a place in Las Vegas on a work trip. We had a great time. Kessing Hero was showing a little bit of promise again. And it kind of kind of will always bring me back to that that moment. And I will never, I will never regret buying that card. That happens to me with like all my cards in my collection. Can't like you know how music does that for probably like mostly every single person? Mm-hmm. Uh cards do that for me too. So uh, it, it's it's super enjoyable. Um and then yeah, that is what a full shelf looks like. It looks like we're looking at 2016. I'm going to say 2016. Wait, are you sure? Is that not is that not a gold tops update box? Definitely not 2016 because there's a Stranger Things season one there. Is that 2018? Go That's up. Tw- Go up to the next level. Yes, it is. It is. That's 2018 tops update. Whoa. That is 2018 Stranger Things season one blasters. But the reason why I said 2016 is I saw this P Panini box. And I thought that was Carson Wentz for his rookie season, which is why I said that. That's the only thing I saw right away. But you're right, Nate. This what is else we got. We got optic packs. Imagine walking in and finding optic packs hanging on the how about on the shelf? How about hangers and hangers of 2018 tops update, dude? If you could just go back in time, walk into every Walmart and Target, buy every 2018 tops update pack you could possibly get your hands on, and then keep doing that every week. You'd be rich. See, this optic box here is it actually 2018 optic with Jared Goff on it? I guess I mean, so. it could be. They they could have like not sold out of stuff and had extra years of stuff. For some reason, I feel like that. I don't know. I guess who was on the cover of 2016 optic football, the first release? But I feel like it could have been Jared Goff more than 2018. I don't know. Either way, uh, definitely 2018. But those are some full shelves. And if you are looking to get some packs and hopefully at some affordable prices, I know product isn't the most affordable in the world, depending on what it is. But for those of you who do want to find some Bowman packs that Nate's going to be doing tomorrow, the new 2022 Tops Bowman, or not, well, yeah, Tops, I guess, but Bowman Jumbo, 
and they, three autos have, per box. Three autos per box. And they will have tons of prospect breakdowns for you all to listen to. Um, that is going to be on Tuesday and whatnot at 5 p.m. Eastern time on our Slabstocks account. There's a link in the description to sign up for an account if you have not already. You get $10 in free credit. On Wednesday, though, you don't have to spend any money on Wednesday if you don't want to because on Wednesday, we are giving away an entire 2021 Panini One football box. Uh, hopefully, this is like the dynasty and we get one card out of here and it's a massive QB. That'd be cool. And then uh, we're also giving away some Revolution basketball packs and talking about the two different products, the prices that uh, or the cards you could get out of there, the different sales values and everything. Um, it is going to be our first introduction of a show um, that we'll be doing biweekly and whatnot. It'll be an original content show on there. It won't go to podcasts. It won't go to YouTube. Um, so you will have to tune in on whatnot if you want to hear us talk more on live about different card values and products. Um, always more education room for education. I say even for ourselves too. Um, everyone in the hobby. And then Thursday, Nate is going to take over for me and come back and do a one-stream tap-in for soccer. He'll be doing Top's Finest Soccer, some top Stadium Club, I believe, too, um, because I will be in the air going to England for the FA Cup final. And if we lose, I will for sure be on the ban list from London. So hopefully we don't lose. But um, that's what's going on what Aaron, not this week. What's up, Aaron, you could be coming back from London, fourth place in the Premier League. Have you thought about this? Well, when does Arsenal play next? I think it's Thursday. Okay, so we play Wednesday. So I guess technically I might be in. No, I mean, I, I, I mean, You'd we. I could through London. Listen, but also I, could be, back. I could be. I could be going to, and I also could be coming back because we we don't play this weekend. I don't think, especially with yeah, with the FA Cup, there's no way we play on Sunday or anything. Um, but yeah, pretty excited for that. And uh, that is all we got for today's live stream. Right at five fifty nine p.m. Central Time. Uh, go Bucks, go Bucks indeed. Joshua, cheer him on hard for us. We better go up 3 uh, 1. My prediction going into the series was split on the road in the first two, so 1 and 1. Come back home, win 2, 3 1. Lose in game five and win game six at home. I would not mind us winning tonight and game five, so we close the series in five games. Otherwise, I'll have to stay up until like 4 a.m. to watch the game on Friday Ooh. in London, which I don't really want to do, but I will maybe if I have to. Nate, prediction for tonight's score? Oh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a close one again. Um, I'll go one oh three ninety nine bucks over Celtics. I'll go one twelve to one oh five bucks over Celtics. That's all we got for tonight, everyone. Enjoy the rest of your night. Happy collecting. Happy buying and selling. If you're an investor slash collector, I'm sure a lot of us are both. And uh, it's a fun time to be here, even if there is, you know, like Nate said, some cards going downhill a little bit. It's still a great place to be, still fun engaging with everyone. And there's a lot of people still coming out to every single live show on Instagram. There's plenty of engagement still happening, so interest is still there. We appreciate you all, and we will see you all in the next live stream, which will be Sunday's PWCC Flip Quest episode number 17 here on YouTube at 9.45 p.m. Eastern time. Or tune in on whatnot if you want to check out all of our new shows this week. Uh, other than that, go Bucks, and hope you all have a great rest of your week. See you guys.